colleagues and friends, Cambria Evans here, the teaching and learning EMDR consultant in my office in San Jose, California, where I am wearing slippers <laughs> and covered in a blanket and taking a screen break. And I hope all of you, whenever you listen to this, have given yourself some space and time and rest to uh, recharge before we head into 2022. You know, as always, if I ever get a fantastic question from one of my consultees, I always want to bring it to the podcast and always share it with you. And I, I got one of those questions uh, from somebody who is an EMDR clinician in my consultation program. And this is an eight-month program where people come and they learn not just clinical reasoning skills, uh, but they also learn how to create high-value EMDR-informed uh, offerings in their practice, like intensive programs, uh, passive income and group consultation services. And it's been so much fun to have this program and I, I'm loving these questions I'm getting from consultees. And this one gave me some pause. Um, she said to me, she said, you know, I'm sitting here trying to design my business model and think about what I want things to look like. And I just, I have to know, when you created Zero Disturbance, did you know what you wanted it to be? And I, I had to think about that. I had to, I had to go back. <laughs> I had to go back to March of 2020 and think about where I was then, what I had envisioned for Zero Disturbance, and where it is now to be able to answer that question. So I wanted to think through the development of my business with you because I wanted to transparently share with you what it's like as a business owner who's offering, you know, non-clinical direct services, um, what the thought process is like. And I thought that by sharing my thought process and my journey uh, over the last year and a half might, might help you as you're thinking about what feels good to you moving forward. So, I was literally sitting in a rental house in Bodega Bay here in California uh, for the weekend. I was with two uh, friends of mine who are also therapists. They have group practices, and we were having a kind of getaway uh, personal slash work retreat. And unfortunately, the weekend that we chose to do this was the weekend that we were all learning kind of what COVID was and what it was going to mean for us. So March 15th, 2020, we're sitting in this house and we're watching the news and realizing that when we go home, nothing is going to be the same. It was a weird weekend. It was a very weird weekend. Um, and maybe all of you can recall where you were when you realized uh, for the first time what this was and what this meant. And I'll never forget, we were sitting on the couch, and I said to my two uh, colleagues, I said, you know, I have this idea. I have this idea for this company I want to start, and I want to call it Zero Disturbance, because every EMDR clinician understands that 
really the goal of EMDR is to reach a zero SUD, right? To reach a zero disturbance on the disturbance scale when it comes to uh, trauma. And uh, these colleagues were not EMDR clinicians, so they kind of were like, oh, that's kind of cool, but they didn't really, I think, fully understand what I was talking about at the time. But the truth was I didn't either, right? I knew that I needed to make an LLC or a separate company for consultation services, right? I knew that in terms of, you know, a kind of CYA legally and ethically in California, I needed to have my clinical services, Cambria Evans Psychotherapy, uh, be separate from any other kind of non-clinical services. So I knew I had to get an LLC, right? I know, I know a lot of therapists will cluster everything into one business or one website, you know, therapy services, plus like products they sell, plus, you know, groups they'll do for consultation. We're, we're supposed to separate them, right? So I knew I had to separate it. But beyond that, beyond offering these consultation services, I had no idea. I had no idea what zero disturbance was going to be. I just knew that it was going to be a space for some teaching to happen. Right. And I had and teaching was one of the things I was really missing from my previous career when I was at Stanford Med School. Right. I was at the faculty development center. I was making curriculum. I was teaching faculty how to teach, creating curriculum and writing up research studies about innovative um, curricular design and how people learn. Like I was so into this. Uh, part of my job at Stanford and I felt this this grief of like missing that so I knew I was going to create something like that in this space but for uh, clinicians um, and EMDR clinicians and then COVID happened and you know I will tell you that in 2020 I kind of went into this like crisis mode of like, okay, I'm going to help all my clients and I'm going to help my consultees in these consultation groups and I'm just going to show up and push through it. And I will admit, y'all, I was one of the naive people, <laughs> and maybe you were too, um, that I thought this was going to be over in six weeks. I really did. And and when my clients messaged me, about half of my clients messaged me uh, in March of 2020 and said, yeah, I'll just see you in six weeks. I don't want to do virtual therapy. I was like, yeah, cool. I'll see you then. Um, and so it was in those spaces where I was like figuring out virtual therapy um, that I saw an opportunity to respond to what I wanted in terms of a teaching uh, and learning space, but also to attune to what was happening around me in my community, right? And I've been thinking about the last year and a half, and my business model really has been um, designed in this kind of experiential, experimental uh, cycle where I have an idea for something that somebody needs, right? So in May of 2020, I started to make YouTube videos for EMDR clinicians to help them figure out how to do online virtual EMDR, right? This, this was not a common practice before COVID to do online virtual EMDR. It wasn't part of our basic training. It wasn't even taught in a lot of advanced trainings. It wasn't just, it wasn't something people did. People kind of thought it had to be done in person, right? 
So I started making these YouTube videos, and in that experience of responding to what my community needs and what I wanted to nourish me, to kind of be in my you know zone of genius, as, as business people call that, what I learned was that people responded to that, right? And I continued to make YouTube videos for several months. I created a mailing list. Um, I will I will tell you <laughs> that I had very little uh, business coaching before this uh, outside of a clinical space. I was very clinically trained. I was trained as a teacher. I was I was not trained as a business owner, and so um, I'll never forget the day that I you know I was literally collecting mailing list emails from people via YouTube. Um, I literally had them like in an Excel spreadsheet. And I'll never forget the horror on my husband's face when he realized I was sending um, people <laughs> this, these emails with these free videos that they had asked for without having some kind of a formal mailing list where they could unsubscribe. And he was like, this isn't, you know, this isn't legal. Like you have to have an unsubscribe button. So this is where I started from, right? I started from this place of like just not knowing these things. Um, my second YouTube video, I filmed completely on mute. Like I wasn't a tech person. I didn't have the right lighting. I didn't know how to do mailing lists. Um, and it wasn't until August of 2020 where I really realized like, this is going to be a thing. Like I'm going to make these videos for people. I want to help them. We're communicating via email about what they want. I'm making these free resources, um, these downloads. I'm going to have a legit mailing list that's legal. <laughs> and I, I really like doubled down and I thought I'm going to, I'm going to get Kajabi, right? So I, so I got Kajabi, which felt like uh, a beast. And at the time it was me. And then I, um, I have our zero disturbance communications director, Molly, who works for me half time in that space. And I'll never forget looking at her and saying, we got to learn how to do this thing called Kajabi. And we're like, Ka what? So we learned Kajabi. Uh, it's this platform, right? That holds, um, courses and teaching materials. You can do coaching through it. Um, you can do blogs, po they have podcast features now, like mailing list. They track all your, um, you know, email funnels, like all these things that I had, I had heard the words, I'd heard the words, but I did not know, um, what this was. And, you know, they had tutorials on there. So Molly and I slowly learned Kajabi together. Talk about a bonding experience. Um, and in August, 2020, I also realized something else. I realized that it was going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time that this pandemic was going to be happening. So I had to shift my mentality from crisis mode where I'm going to help all my clients and I'm going to respond and I'm going to be there and I'm going to do all the things clinically. I really had to pull back and, and have a heart to heart. Uh, with my husband and say, I can't be like this for however many years this is going to be, this pandemic's going to be. So I really had to shift my thinking and make a different plan. 
right? And so when I think about planning for my business looking back, it has not been a rigid business model of I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this forever, right? It, it, it more has been I'm going to try this because I think there's a need from people and I want to, I want to help them. I want to help my people, you know, I want to help the helpers help other people, right? I've been doing that my whole life. Um, and, and what do they need now? And what do I need now? And, and really zooming out, these are the two questions that I hope every therapist is asking themselves forever, right? What do I need right now? And what does my community need right now? And your community can be your clients and your practice. Your community can be the therapeutic community of your peers and colleagues, whether you're an EMDR clinician or a couples therapist, right? We all have these kind of niche communities we're a part of either by specialty or geography. What do I need now? What does my community need now? And how do those two things go together? Those questions have been the framework for my entire business, right? And it was through the mailing list, it was through my YouTube videos that I was able to develop a relationship with my community to understand what they need. And my YouTube channel became a space for me to throw ideas out about what people might want, right? And, and people were, were very clearly communicating. Sometimes they would communicate on YouTube and leave comments, but really it was just these private emails I was getting from people all over the world, right? So my community expanded that way. Um, you know, I have people that I would consider friends in Australia, New Zealand, Scotland, England, Germany, uh, people I've never actually met before, <laughs> I don't even know what they look like, but we email back and forth and it has been so helpful for me to know this episode felt really good. I really needed to hear this, right? I really needed to hear the encouragement, the clinical reasoning framework, or the business idea or the permission to XYZ, right? So I made a decision in August 2020 that I was going to take one week off every month until COVID was over right? I had already started doing EMDR intensives back in 2018 uh, to get away from this kind of rigid weekly model of therapy uh, when my twins were born and have more flexibility. But it was it was a big leap for me to say, okay, now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep doing EMDR intensives. I'm going to do them virtually and I'm going to not work one week a month, right? And it was a game changer. It was a game changer because I had that space to be there for my family, to be there for myself, to figure out how to take care of myself through the pandemic a little bit better than I had been. Um, it was it was everything. And I had this moment of like, wait a minute, maybe I'm going to do this forever. <laughs> maybe I'm going to take a week off forever. This feels amazing, right? Why, why didn't I do this before COVID? Right. And it, and it was this constant experience in business development where I would do an experiment, see how it felt, take in that data and say, does this work or not work? Okay. And because I was offering EMDR intensives, which is a high value service and has a higher price point than kind of weekly sessions, 
I was able to take that week off with, with not a lot of financial strain on, on the family. So I had this epiphany after we got the official mailing list set up. I thought, you know what? My my people are struggling. This My EMDR community is struggling. Therapists are struggling. This is going to last for a long time. You know what? I think I'm going to teach other people how to do intensives. So using Kajabi, I made my first course, okay? So I did not make my first course in Kajabi, right, until December of 2020, which was nine months after I had the idea for Zero Disturbance, right, which was, you know, four months after I even bought Kajabi. So again, all of this information was coming through, like, where's the clinical demand? What does my community need, right? And so we launched the Intensive Design Kit in December 2020, and it was just like, it was a huge hit in the community because it was fulfilling a need. I got to have my space to teach and, and design curriculum, which just puts me in complete flow. And my community got a resource that was incredibly straightforward, uh, ready to like launch and implement, um, done for you, kind of copy, website design, all of that, uh, client emails like packaged, and they loved it. They loved it. And that felt really good. That felt really good to offer that. So then I thought at the beginning of 2021, I thought, well, I guess maybe I'll just keep making these kits and courses since people are responding so well. And I got curious and I thought, what else do people need to know or want to know about? Right? So it was this really beautiful relationship um, between me and my consultees and my consultation groups. What do they need in their businesses? What do they need in terms of practice design? What do they need in terms of clinical reasoning skills? Right? I use those spaces to understand what people needed. Right? And that informed all of the products that Zero Disturbance created last year, right? We created the lesson plan course, which is kind of like my teaching and learning brain uh, way of understanding EMDR that has really like a lot more accessible language, accessible case conceptualization. And people love that, right? Um, I made the uh, You Always Have a Resource workbook because I kept seeing in all these Facebook groups, these EMDR clinicians saying, I need, I can't figure out how to do phase two resource with this client. They're not responding to the container or the light stream or calm place. And I would see these comments literally every day. And I would like bang my head against the wall. <laughs> and I thought, screw this. I'm going to write down. I just, it just took a weekend. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write down Every single thing I know about resourcing throughout EMDR, especially in phase two, and how to make creative, customized resources, and why clinically this is better than what we're learning in basic training with, like, you know, whatever Shapiro said 30 years ago of, like, container, complex, and you're done. And that was a huge hit. I mean, I mean, the, the resourcing workbook for clients was just... Uh, People went kind of, you know, lost their minds for it. So I was getting feedback from people about what they needed and what they wanted, right? And then it was in the spring of 2021 that I realized that my practice and my businesses, these two businesses I had, Zero Disturbance and my clinical practice, there was a shift happening uh, in terms of where I was spending my time and energy and interest. And my client demand did not go down. 
right? If anything, client demand has increased for all of us. But I was noticing that I was getting a lot of nourishment from zero disturbance, from content creation, from listening to my community, for helping my community. There was like a lightness to that type of relationship. And, you know, I think I think one of the biggest things I've heard from consultees, especially this winter, and every kind of one-on-one check-in check that I've done with them, they've said to me, I'm, I'm doing these intensives, you know, that you taught me how to do, and, I, and it's great, and I'm working less, and I'm working smarter, not harder, and my clients are getting better faster, and I'm really tired. I'm really tired of trauma content. And I, and I would listen to this, and I would say, yeah, that's right. Same, same, right? Because just like healthcare workers, just like nurses and doctors, you know, two years in a pandemic, like we're in this too, right? We're, we're, we're in in a destabilized place as well in our lives, right? It's one thing to be a trauma therapist when we're in a stabilized place or we have like phases of destabilization, but all the therapists have been destabilized and in trauma for almost two years now, right? So I've really been validating my consultees and saying, yeah, this is this is a long time to be a trauma therapist. And so I've really been thinking, um, you know, what else can I offer people, right? I offered this intensive kit a year ago. And what what else can we do now? So so kind of going back to the spring of um, 2021, I was hearing it then too, but a little bit less. Um, I was getting lots of questions from my consultees in the spring of this year about their practice design. They were asking me, like, how do you set up your business and how do you do this? And I thought, do people not know how to do kind of like the higher level, um, like high value offerings uh, in their practice? And I was looking around and there's lots of programs that like help therapists, you know, start like here's how to set up an LLC with a lawyer, or here's how to get, you know, (laughs) insurance. And I thought, but then what? Like, what happens for us after that? And I thought, we need something better than this. We We need a kind of more advanced option for people so they can think beyond just like, I'm gonna see clients one on one, even if it's intensively, like, you know, until the day I die. And so this summer, I created two kits. I created the practice design kit and the consultation kit, right? Practice design kit was helping people understand what their service offerings can be clinically and non-clinically, right? And then the consultation kit was designed for folks to learn how to teach and learn how to design a consultation service for consultees that's niched, that's sought after, right? Um, I had always had a waiting list for consultation because I, because of certain, uh, ideas that I had or, uh, marketing things I had done, right. In, in terms of communicating a brand or a specialty. So this summer I kind of thought these kits need to be made. So they were made and those were a huge hit. And then this summer <laughs> I thought, I need to just make a consultation program. Like there needs to be a program that includes 
you know, all these kind of kits and courses I've created, but also just time with me and time in, in community with other kind of um, innovative thinkers, like innovative therapists who are kind of ready to do things, you know, that aren't just button seat clinical services. Um, things like course creation and passive income, things like membership models or like coaching programs. I mean, all, all the things that I've done in Zero Disturbance, right? Um, things like uh, subscription memberships. Um, and so I created this program and it was, I, I couldn't believe the response of how many people applied for this. Um, it was amazing and just really qualified, uh, just innovative thinkers uh, in private practice. And so we have got this amazing cohort of 18 clinicians for this year of the consultation program, the first year. And so again, thinking about, you know, the consultee's question about, you know, how did you develop your business plan for zero disturbance? Literally two questions. What do I need right now? What does my community need right now? Right? And I think what part of my my branding is for zero disturbance and especially the consultation program and the intensive kit is you get to be considered as a clinician. And even beyond that, like you get to be embraced as a clinician, right? And, and I'm using these, this messaging, especially right now, because I'm seeing in my clinical practice, all the physicians and um, nurses I support they only have two choices. It's like get fire hosed by COVID in the hospital or like quit. And I'm and I'm worried. I'm worried that therapists are only going to have these two options available to them, right? Get fire hosed by clinical demand and trauma and being in trauma or quit. And there's always a middle. Like I always try to find the middle. Um and so the consultation program really is the middle space, right? Where you can develop passive income systems that are automated, course uh, content creation, learn how to teach, get clinical reasoning skills, like like everything from my brain, <laughs> right? That I have paid like multiple business coaches to teach me, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Just giving this to people so that they can go keep helping people in a way that works for them, right? Because there's different ways to deliver healing. We can teach, we can, we can create passive income systems, we can do subscription memberships, we can do coaching programs. And I think what's so hard is that um, we just don't know how to do it. And we're so tired. It's like, how do we even go about implementing that, right? So the consultation program really has been this holding space for people to get that support, come in, do these experiments in their own business, uh, work really closely with me about their business models, and, and with this understanding that your business model is not a rigid plan, okay? I know there's some people out there who says that's the way you should do it. I completely disagree. I, I think your business model has to be flexible because it's your business, first of all, right? And we don't know what's coming. Like, have a plan, have an idea, do an experiment, see if it feels good, and then constantly check in with yourself, check in with the environment and the community, right? So something interesting started to happen 
in, in the fall of 2021. So we got a lot of applications for EMDR clinicians to join us in 2022, um, which is which is nuts that we already have people interested for a program in September of next year. Um, and then I started getting emails from non-EMDR clinicians. I started to get emails from from therapists saying, I want to be part of that. How do I get to work with you? And so what I have decided to do is I've decided to open my arms up a little bit wider. And I have decided in 2022 that I will still be supporting my EMDR community. I will still be, um, you know, creating courses and kits and workbooks and whatever I think is is useful for y'all. And I will be inclusive of therapists, right, uh, in our community that um, just want to come in and figure out how to do the more like high level, high value offerings that the EMTR clinicians are already learning about, right? In- intensive programs, passive income systems, uh, how to create like a hybrid uh, coaching program with drip curriculum, like uh, membership models, like all of the things that um, I've been offering to the EMTR community. I'm, I'm going to open that up to all therapists. And what else is so exciting is that because I have been in this relationship with uh, my EMDR community the last year and a half, I've been talking with lots of different people. I am in the process of um, selecting faculty to come and help me teach. And and these faculty are people that I know very well. I have, I have trained them um, at some point. And um, and understand the way they think clinically, and and they're very business savvy, and they're very successful uh, in a way that makes sense for them. So I'm just excited to have <laughs> this this evolution of zero disturbance happen so quickly. And I really credit a couple things, and this is these are the things that I want you to think about as you develop your own business, right? Whether you come and work with us at Zero Disturbance, uh, either in a self study capacity or in the consultation program. I want you to think for your own business if you're asking yourself these things and, and kind of considering these variables that I, I really give credit to. So the first is, are you noticing your community, whether it's your clinical community of clients, consultee community, or your peer colleague community? Are you noticing and listening to what they need and want? Because this is what can inform what you offer, right? Second thing, are you listening to yourself? And maybe you are listening to yourself. Maybe you're like, I'm so damn tired. I I am dreading going back to the office in January. Um, I don't want to go see, you know, 20 clients on my computer screen. Maybe you can hear that loud and clear, but maybe you're like, well, what are my other options? This is what I'm hearing from, you know, nurses and doctors, right? And lots of nurses are quitting the bedside, going into like administrative positions. Uh, Physicians, unfortunately, have fewer choices, okay? And then the third thing is who am I surrounding myself with? And I want to say a little bit about this. So I will share with you that because zero disturbance evolved so uh, in such an, like an accelerated way, I was not anticipating the response. I was not anticipating um, 
kind of the financial level that we've reached so fast. Um, I wasn't anticipating any of that. That wasn't my intention kind of going into this. It was kind of a more reactive intention. And along the way, people that I had been uh, in community with around practice building uh, had variable responses to me. Some of them felt, you know, triggered or jealous, competitive. Some of them felt happy for me. Um, but I quickly, quickly noticed that as I started to do something different, as I started to become more successful in a way that made sense for, for me and my family, right, by having more finances available, having more space, time, choice, right? That really is the definition of wealth. Um, I quickly noticed that it was very important for me to put myself around people who were going to be so happy for me that were going to um, celebrate me and we could talk about the numbers, right? It, it's, it's very rare in life that you can find people where you can say, um, you know, hey, I just did this this flash sale for this workbook and I made twenty five thousand dollars. Like what? Right. I mean, it's 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 a very um, precious relationship space to have that. And so I quickly, quickly learned that I needed to invest money into uh, being part of kind of high level business masterminds slash coaching groups with people that, you know, fit my values, um, and we could celebrate each other, learn from each other without things getting weird. I mean, that's really kind of what you're paying for, right? Like people that you can email or call or text and say, Hey, like I'm thinking about doing this email funnel. How would you do this? Or I'm thinking about bundling these products together. or I'm thinking about doing this new program. What do you think? Without it getting weird. And, and that investment for me has been game changing. Uh, it's been a huge game changer. So as you think about what feels good for you, as you think about what you want your business or businesses to look like moving forward, I hope that you can notice these three things for yourself and know that if you would like to come and hang out with me, uh, if you'd like to come and hang out with these faculty that I'm going to be bringing in, uh, we would love to celebrate you. We would love to ask you what you want. Uh, we'd love to get innovative with you. We'd love to do experiments with you. We'd love to help you create passive income. Um, one of my biggest joys at Stanford was uh, working with the, the medical faculty there and helping them create really just excellent curriculum for the med school and the hospital. Uh, curriculum for people that <laughs> are tired and busy, right? Doctors and nurses. Um, it, so it has to be straightforward and effective, right? But if you're interested in doing any of that, come hang out with us. Uh, and if you and if it feels like too much to hang out with us and you don't want to apply for the program, uh, you're always welcome to check out any of our self-study courses. We offer lifetime access to everything. Uh, I, I really dislike when I pay, you know, hundreds of dollars for something 
I either have to go to a training in person because the, the presenter is worried someone's going to steal their intellectual property or they limit my access to like 60 or 90 days. And I'm thinking, y'all, I have kids. Like, I have twins. I can't fly to go to this training and get this content. Or I don't necessarily think I'm going to guarantee that I can watch a four-hour course in the next 60 to 90 days. Like, that feels so unfair to me. So we all have all of our kits and courses available uh, for your forever. So you can have them there whenever you need them, okay? And if none of that, if you don't want to pay for anything and you want to just keep listening <laughs> to this free podcast, then do that, right? Because I really believe uh, in this abundance mindset that if I can, if I can put a drop in the bucket and help the mental health community feel seen, supported, responded to, um, elevated, protected, if I can, if I can put a drop into that tidal wave, right? That, that's why I do all of this. That, that's, that's the reason why. Um, because I know that if there's just one EMDR clinician or just one therapist who's getting any benefit out of, out of this podcast, whether it's clinical benefit or practice design benefit, or just personal relationship benefit, um, then I can feel really good about that. So I hope this was helpful uh, to share about this experience with Zero Disturbance. Uh, Y'all know I don't want to come on here and act like I'm perfect and have it all figured out because that is just not real life. Uh, and And it's in our real life where the good stuff happens and the hard stuff happens. And I really appreciated uh, those of you who have reached out to me to share with me where things have been hard for you in your, in your real life. And, uh, whether that's personal or professional, I just, I see you and same <laughs> and, and you're not alone. You're not alone in that. So with that being said, y'all please stay safe. Have a very, very happy new year. And I will look forward to supporting you and rooting for you in 2022.